This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The Pilgrim's Progress in Words of One Syllable by Mary Godolphin. Section 6. But now, in this veil of humiliation, poor Christian was hard-footed, for he had not gone far ere he saw a fall coming in the field of Leiden, whose name was Apollyon, then did Christian fear, and he cast in his mind if he would go back or stand his ground. But Christian thought that as he had no coat of mail on his back, the turn round might give Apollyon a chance to pierce it with his darts. So he stood his ground, for, thought he, if but to save my life were all I had in view, still the best way would be to stand. So he went on, and Apollyon met him with looks of scorn. Apollyon, Whence come you, and what place are you bound? Christian, I am come from the city of destruction, which is a place of foreseen, and I am on my way to Zion. Apollyon, by this I see you are mine, for for that land I am the prince. How is it, then, that you have left your king? Were it not that I have a hope that you may do me more good, I will strike you to the ground with one blow. Christian I was born in your realm, it is true, but you drove us too hard, and your weight was such as no man could live on. Apollyon No prince likes to lose his man, nor will I as yet lose you. So if you will come back, what my realm needs, I will give you. Christian. But I am bound by vows to the king of kings, and how can I, to be true, go back with you? Apollyon. You have made a change, it seems, from bad to worse, but why not give him the slip and come back with me? Christian. I give him my faith and swore to be true to him. How can I go back from this? Apollyon. You did the same to me, and yet I will pass by all, if you will but turn and go back. Then, when Apollyon saw that Christian was stanched to his prince, he broke out in a great rage, and said, I hate that prince, and I hate his loss, and I am come out to stop you. Christian, take heed what you do. I am on the king's highway to Zion. Apollyon, I am void of fear. And to prove that I mean what I say, here on this spot I will put thee to death. With that, he drew a dart of fire at his breast, but Christian had a shield on his arm, with which he caught it. Then did Christian draw his sword, for he saw it was time to stir. And Apollyon as fast made at him, and drew darts as thick as hail, with which, in spite of all that Christian could do, Apollyon gave him wounds in his head, hand, and foot. This made Christian pause in the fight for a time. But Apollyon still came on, and Christian once more took heart. They fought for half a day, till Christian, weak from his wounds, was well nigh spent in strength. When Apollyon saw this, he threw him down with a great force, on which Christian's sword fell out of his hand. Then said Apollyon, I am sure of thee now. But why he strove to make an end of Christian, that good man put out his hand in haste to feel for his sword, and caught it. Boast not, O oh, Apollyon, said he and with that he struck him a blow which made his fall reel back as one that had had his last wound. Then he spread out his wings and fled, so that Christian for a time saw him no more. Then there came to him a hand which held some of the leaves of the tree of life. Some of them Christian took, and as soon as he had put them to his wounds, he saw them heal up. Now near this place was the valley of the shadow of death, and Christian must needs go through it to get to the celestial city. It was a land of jars and full of pits, 
a land that none but such as Christian could pass through, and where no man dwelt, so that here he was worse put it than in his fight with Apolline, which by and by we shall see. As he drew near to the shadow of death, he met with two men, to whom Christian thus spoke, To what place do you go? Men, back, back, and we would have you do the same if you prize life and peace. Christian, but why? Men, we went on as far as we durst. Christian, what then have you seen? Men, seen? Why, the valley of the shadow of death, but by dint of good luck we caught sight of what lay in front of it, ere we came up. Death doth spread out its wings there. In a word, it is a place full of bad men, where no law dwells. Christian, I see not yet, by what you have told me, but that this is my way to Zion. Men, be it thy way then, we will not choose it for ours. So they took their leave, and Christian went on, but still with his drawn sword in his hand, for fear lest he should meet once more with a foe. I saw then in my dream that so far as this veil went, there was on the right hand a deep ditch, that ditch to which the blind have led blind as long as the world has been made. And lo, on the left hand there was a quack, in which if a man fall, he will find no firm ground for his foot to stand on. The pathway was not broad, and so good Christian was the more put to it. This went on for miles, and in the midst of that veil was a deep pit. One thing which I saw in my dream I must not leave out. It was this. Just as Christian had come to the mouth of the pit, one of those who dwelt in it swept up to him, and in a soft tone spoke bad things to him, and took God's name in vain, which Christian thought must have come from his own mind. This put him out more than all the rest had done. To think that he should take that name in vain for which he felt so deep a love was a great grief to him. Yet there was no help for it. Then he thought he heard a voice which said, Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no harm, for thou art with me. Now as Christian went on, he found there was a rise in the road, which had been thrown up that that path might be clear to those who were bound for Zion. Up this road Christian went, and saw his old friend Faithful a short way off. Then said Christian, Ah, my friend, are you here? Stay, and I will join you. This he long he did and they spoke of all that had come to pass since they had last met. In course of time the road they took brought them to a town, the name of which is Vanity, where there is a fair kept through the whole year, and all that is bought or sold there is vain and void of worth. There, too, are to be seen at all times games, plays, fools, apes, knaves, and rogues. Yet he that will go to the celestial city must needs pass through this fair, as soon as Christian and Faithful came to the town, a crowd drew round them, and some said they had lost their wits, to dress and speak as they did, and to set no store by the choice goods for sale in Vanity Fair. When Christian spoke, these words brought from these folks fierce taunts and jeers, and soon the noise and stir grew to such a height that the chief man of the fair sent his friends to take up these two strength men, and he bade them tell him whence they came, and what they did there in such a garb. Christian and Faithful told them more, but those who sat to judge the case thought that they must be mad, or else that they had come to stir strife at the fair. So they beat them with sticks and put them in a cage, that they might be a sight for all men at the fair. Then the worst sort of folks set upon them with mud out of spite, and some threw stones at them for mere sport. But Christian and Faithful gave good words for bad, and bore all in such a meek way, that not a few took their part. 
This led to blows and fights, and the blame was laid on Christian and Faithful, who were then made to toil up and down the fearing chains, till, faint with stripes, they were at length set with their feet in the stocks. But they brought their griefs and woes with joy, for they saw in them a pledge that all should be well in the end. By and by a court sat to try them. The name of the judge was Lord Hate Good, and the crime laid to their charge was that they had come to Vanity Fair to spoil its trade, and stirred strife in the town, and had wounded not a few men to their side, in spite of the prince of the place. Faithful said to the judge, I am a man of peace, and did but wish for on sin. As for the prince they speak of, since he is the above, I told him in scorn. Those who took Faithful's part were warned by the force of plain truth and right in his words, but the judge said, Let those be who know all of this man. End of section 6 of The Pilgrim's Progress in Words of One Syllable by Mary Godolphin This recording by Justin